So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now... For the review of the day, I got a five-star from Migdalia Carrero on a certified listing agent course. Five stars. Thank you for taking the time to create such engaging videos of various rock star listing agents at their best. I was not looking to looking forward to an online course, but when I began taking it, I fell in love with the ease of use, the fact that we can resume at any time, the multiple choice questions, and of course, the engaging videos. I wish all universities would teach this way. It's just easier to absorb more information when it's fed to you in tiny spoonfuls, or is it spoonfuls? Smiley face. I think she said, uh, when it's fed to you in tiny spoons full. Oh, I get it. In tiny spoons full, or is it spoonfuls? <laughs> okay, I don't know uh, what it is. But anyways, uh, thank you, and keep up the good work of Migdalia. Thank you. Congratulations. And guys, if you want to be like Migdalia and be the best listing agent in your market, you can get this course for seven days for seven bucks. Just go to futureofrealestatetraining.com. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember... I eat feedback for breakfast, so give me a one-star review if you want, or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first, and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. All right, real estate rock stars. I got a great guest coming from Los Angeles, California. Mr. Ramon Sanchez is on the line. Ramon, welcome. How are you today? Man, I'm doing great. Full of energy. I just came back from uh, Tony Robbins. Uh, so you know how when you go to those events, man, you're like on a, on a high for a good, uh, a good 30, 60 days. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, what was the one thing you took away that uh, more than anything from that? I think that you got to be intentional. You got to, you know, put yourself in a good state every day. Uh, before you begin your day, you know, and create some little routines for yourself and just mentally prepare yourself for the day. Because uh, as we and real estate agents, uh, you know, we're in the business of uh, the highs and the lows every single day. And I think that, you know, if we don't prepare ourselves, then, you know, we're going to have a pretty bad day throughout the whole day. I'm on the phone prospecting all day. So, you know, I get more lows than I get highs, you know, so I just got to get myself ready before I make my calls. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. So, Ramon, let's get to some uh, nitty-gritty. Well, first of all, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself so they can get to know you better? Oh, great. Thank you. Yeah, I'm married. Been Actually, this year will be my 28th year. I'm married. got four kids, uh, three in college. Actually, one just graduated. The first one that graduated from college, he, he graduated from UC Santa Cruz. I got two more still in college. I, I started when I was 20 years old in the real estate industry. Um, uh, I just turned 48. And so that's uh, been my, you know, my, I was two years, probably for the first two years was part-time. And then I got blessed by being let go of the company I was working on. So I just decided to jump in, <laughs> go full-time, take the bite and take the bullet and let's rock and roll, you know? And that's been a little, nice little roller coaster, but it's been a great ride. Hey, that's awesome. I love that story because, uh, you know, I joined uh, real estate when I was 21 and, um, 
and, and you joined when you were 20, went full-time at 22. And I, I think that's a great time to get in, right? Because you, you can really roll with the punches at that age, can't you? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing was, uh, I had just, uh, you know, uh, I had just gotten married. So I had my first kid. And so it was a, it was a challenge, man, because I was not, it was not about me anymore. It was really about, you know, providing for my wife and my one kid, you know, so I, I, I didn't have a choice, but to succeed, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Ramon, what, uh, let's look at life today. Like, like past 12 months, like how many houses did you sell? Yeah. So the last 12 months we sold 55 homes. Uh, we ended up closing 41. This was a, these numbers are 2018. I know we're already in 2019 here, but the numbers, uh, you know, we ended up, I, I sold 55, we closed 41 GCI was about 570 for the year. Production was around 20.5 million, uh, in production and it was 44% buyers, 56% sellers, a business. And my profit margin is probably about 50%, right around 50%. Yeah, that's After great. everything is said and done. That's yes, great. sir. So, so, so you pulled, you know, 275 or something out of that. Yes, sir. Yeah. Net. Yeah, net. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, and so 41 settlements, right? 55 mm -hmm. sales, 41 settlements. Now, you doing it all yourself? Pretty much, or what do you do? What's going on there? Yeah, I have a, uh, my wife is a part of my team, and then I have my main assistant that she works with me. And then I had, last year, I had one buyer's agent, actually two that kind of came in for a little bit, and I guess they don't want to be held accountable, so they ended up bouncing out, you know, and so <laughs> they only last year. <laughs> no one works you know, you said these you, right? Man, you set these standards up for two. You want to help people out, but then they realize, wait, I don't think this is uh, what I really want. <laughs> so, so the whole production, really, I was, uh, you know, they sold out of the, my buyer's agents that I had. They sold four homes that last year out of the fifty-five. Wow, but okay. I did most. Of, I did most. Of, yeah, I did most of the production. So this year, I decided, hey, I'm going to hire uh, a coach. You know, so I'm hiring Lars. You know, from REBS. Yeah, great guy. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah, great guy. Yeah, so I just hired him as a coach, and so I'm learning how to build the team the right way. Uh, I am with KW, so when I came over from uh, Century 21, I came to KW for that reason, uh, to leverage myself out through others. So I'm That's learning awesome. how to do that right now. Yes, sir. Very good. Okay, <laughs> cool. So, all right, so you're more buy, you're more listings than buyers, which I really like. Why, why do you think that is? Is that intentional? That is intentional. I mean, uh, you know, I think we all have heard the, uh, the good old saying, uh, we got a list to survive and, you know, list to sell. I mean, if you want to last, you got a list, you know, and so, you know, you have more control when you take a listing, especially in this uh, the crazy market that we're in, you know, with lack of inventory. So I, I'm really focusing every day, you know, on looking for sellers, you know, and the buyers happen to come by because of the referrals that I get or because of my listings that I have. But right, my focus every day is I'm going to get on the phone and I'm looking for the sellers that want to sell their property. Yeah, again, buyers are a byproduct of listings, right? I mean, buyers will just come out of the air. Listings won't. And so if you're intentional about listings, like you said, you'll last. And, and you can't do 55 deals, you know, by yourself, essentially, right? If they're all buyers, there's no way you could do that all buyers. No way, right? So yeah, you won't have, you won't have a life, man. You know, I don't work Sunday. So, you know, I only work Monday through Saturday. So you know, mm -hmm. if you're working all buyers, man, there, there goes your whole weekend, yeah, you know, and so with it. four, 
That's right. With four kids, you know, I, I you know, I have a record with all my kids. All my kids play sports. So, you know, I made it, a, you know, a long time ago, I made a commitment that I was going to be there at every one of their events. And so I've never missed any of my kids' events. Uh, you know, I have a perfect record with them. Thank God. Yeah, well, that's awesome, dude. Love to hear you're a great dad. That's uh, that's great. Yeah, I like how you say you have a perfect record. You never missed an event, and uh, that's that's great. That's great to hear. I love that. So, all right, cool. So, uh, let's talk about uh, like how you're getting business, right? So, Ramon, like, like how'd you get all those listings, and how how are you? What are you actively doing on a daily basis to get listings? Yeah, so um, what I basically do, like I said, I'm on the phone. I'm prospecting every day, so I'm an old old school Mike Ferry trained agent, you know, you got to get on the phone and you got to prospect. I used to be a door knocker some years back. I switched over to, excuse me, on the phone. So I got Mojo, which is a triple dialer. And then I have um, all the contact like Haynes directory, Coast directory, you know, and I got Red X. So I basically, I just, I'm on the phone pretty much looking for the, for the deals uh, you know, for sellers, the people I want to sell. And that's basically all I do. My business, where it comes from, 29% of my business last year was uh, obviously from uh, past clients and referrals. But then I did, uh, from Mojo, the, the cost, 20% of my business came from there, which is about eight deals. And then another eight deals from Yelp, from my reviews. And then some sign calls. I got about, you know, 10% of that business came from sign calls. And then from ELP, I'm on the ELP for Dave Ramsey. Uh, you got another about seven percent of that, another three deals there. So that's where my business kind of, I'm kind of like, you know, have business kind of from little different things. Well, I really appreciate you breaking that down, and I don't think enough people do that. And and it reminds me of myself. I used to do that every year, and that's that's brilliant. So I don't want to talk about the, you know, the the thirty some percent that are are past clients because we all know, how, you know, we've heard many people talk mm-hmm. about that. I do want to talk about the the 20% because this is something that not everybody does and it is something that I think everybody should be doing especially in this environment it's probably more important than ever for agents to be learning how to get business on their own without buying business right without basically the only thing stopping them is a a telephone which is free so so tell me about those eight deals and, and, and maybe a couple in particular how you did them how you got them so that someone listening to this in Tupelo, Mississippi might be driving down the road and say, I want to be like Ramon. And, you know, that's almost a deal a month. So, and a listing a month. Like, it's not like a buyer a month. It's, I mean, how, how many agents would love to have an extra listing uh, a month? So tell me how to do this. Yeah. So basically, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm analytical. That's like, you know, my primary, right? Uh, you know, my, my profile. Is I'm an analytical guy, so you know. As a matter of fact, I'm offering the free, you know, tracker that I use, that I, which I emailed you, and all I basically do is, is and looking at my numbers. So, so just looking at my numbers. Last year, I did eight thousand eight hundred and fifty-eight contacts. These are actual conversations that I had. This is great. This is great. You are analytical. You're a tracker. You contacted eight thousand eight hundred and fifty-eight. And what do you mean by contact? They picked up the phone. They picked up the phone and I gave them the spiel. Say, hey, my name is Ramon. I'm with Keller Williams. Even if they hear my name, Keller Williams, I'm a realtor and I'm the local realtor and they hang up on me, that's considered a contact. Okay. Uh, because they're, they're, they hang up on me because they're like, oh, I'm not interested and they hang up on me. That's fine. But they still made me $61.44 because that's how much money I make based per contact. 
Ooh, I like this. I like this stuff. So, so you took the eight deals, the eight listings, and you, and you, you divided them all up, the commissions. You added them all up. You divided them by the number of calls. And so even if they hang up, you made 61 bucks. That's really That's cool, though. though it, got a, it gives you a little endorphin rush, the fact that you hung up, that they hung up on you. You know what I mean? There's a, a win there. So I love that, dude. Okay, keep going. Yeah, I always say that. I always jokingly tell the agents that come in my office and they're like, hey, man, how, what, how, do, I do, how do I build my business? Well, get on the phone and start prospecting. Uh, and then and they're like, yeah, but, you know, this, and they give me all the excuses. I was like, look, uh, and, I, and I give them, these, these are my real numbers. I said, look, I did 8,858 contacts, but I only closed 41 deals out of the 8,858, which basically means that I was, I was failing 90, what is that, 99.5% of the time. Uh, but, but that half a percent that I'm succeeding, that makes me half a million bucks. So, you know what I'm saying? It's worth it. That's awesome. So, okay. So, so keep, so keep going. So let, let, let me just run. Why don't we just role play it? If it's okay with you, you call me. Okay. Ramon. Yeah. Ramon. Hello. Hello. Hey, Matthew to Pat. This is Pat. Oh, hey, Pat, Ramon Sanchez here, Keller Williams. Listen, I'm calling you because I noticed that you were selling a property here on Banana Street in the city of the industry, and I just wanted to find out, are you going to be interviewing agents for the job of selling your home? Yes, yeah. I mean, I'm oh. going to have to get a new agent, yeah. I mean, oh, fantastic. Minute, I'm a FISBO. Am I a FISBO or am I expired? You're a canceled or an expired because okay. that's what we call, right? right? But, but, yeah, but sometimes yeah, it's not, it's not, mm -hmm. go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so no, uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So uh, yeah. I'm gonna. Uh, we're gonna have to re-interview. My wife and I are talking about what we need to do. Oh, fantastic! Well, listen. I I want to apply for the job of selling your property. I've been doing this 28 years. I'm I'm one of the local realtors here in the area. When are you available so I can make an appointment with you and your wife so I can give you my presentation, show you what I can do, and how I said that last year we sold 55 houses. When are you When are you guys available? Mm. You know, I have to check with my wife. I'll get back to you, Ramon. No, oh, yeah, that's a smart thing to do. You always want to check with the wifey, man. You got to keep the wife happy. So, listen, now I'm going to be in your area tomorrow, and I'm going to be there on Monday. What's a better day for you? Mm. Well, yeah, I'm off Monday, actually. I was going to do some yard work. Okay, so let's say, why don't we do this? I know you want to check in with your wife, and I respect that, but why don't we set up an appointment on Monday? Is better afternoon or evening better for you? Yeah, well, you come on by when I'm in uh, when I'm there in the afternoon. I'll just be working around the yard. Okay, is your wife going to be there, Mister Pat? Yeah, yeah, she's there. Okay, perfect. So why don't we do this? Why, why don't we set up a tentative appointment for three o'clock afternoon on Monday? What I'm going to do is I will call you back Monday morning, or my assistant will call you to confirm our appointment. Would that be fair enough? Yeah. And, okay, perfect. So then I'll just go, I'm, I'm just going to make the appointment. That's basically what I do. Yeah. Now, if very, it's a cold very, call, very if, straightforward. Go ahead. Yeah, very straightforward. If it's a cold call, uh, you know, I basically just use the, the regular, hey, I just sold a home down the street, and I know when I sell a home, usually two more sell right away in the area. I was just wondering, when do you plan on moving? Hmm. Uh, you know, great question. Um, uh, I got a senior who just started, and certainly once she gets off to school, she's our youngest, and uh, we'll probably downsize. But it'll be another year. Another year? Oh, fantastic. Perfect. Well, I already have your information here. Here's what I would like to do. I would like to stay in contact with you uh, as, as I am one of the local realtors in the area, and I would love the opportunity. In a year from now, when you guys are ready, I would love the opportunity to help you out. What's the best email that I can send you my contact info? 
Mm. Pat at rebusuniversity.com. Got it. Perfect. I'll send you my business card. So I'll send that, I'll get that out to you today and then I'll be following up with you in the future. So when you are ready, I would love the opportunity to meet with you and see what I can do to help you out. Yeah. That sounds like a plan. Yeah. So that person, I'll send them a thank you note and then I put them into a, uh, a drip and, and a mailer. And then you have like a reminder to call them. Yes. I have a system, a lead follow-up system that I follow. What do you use or do you just use an Excel sheet? No, I use that. I'm, I'm old school, man, so I used to use paper. <laughs> so I keep that lead in front of me. I make all my notes. I print it out from Mojo, and I give it to my assistant, and then she'll send out the thank you card with my, with the, you know, like a little, uh, just a little, like a, uh, a handwritten thank you card. And then uh, she gives it back to me a week later. I call them just to remind them, hey, did you get my card? You know, yeah, okay, great. Okay, perfect. That's my info right there. I'll be in contact with you. And every three months, I'll put it in there to give it back to my assistant. She puts it in the system. And we have a binder of uh, 12 months and then 30 days. So, you know, she just puts it in the right pocket. And when it gets to that day, she gives it to me. You know what's hilarious? You're the third person in about 10 days who, you know, when I ask about their follow-up system and that sort of things, has said to me they – they they're they're going old school you know they have just a spreadsheet or like sheets you know all this money that some agents are are spending on crms and and follow-up and and all that stuff i mean do you think that i mean clearly have have you ever tried a crm and said you know now or did you did you, you know do you have any stories that way or yeah yeah that's why i that's why i'm old school because <laughs> i tried i tried yeah, I tried the, you know, the top, I mean, I have top producer as my main database. I have all, all my contact records and I got Mojo, you know, I had Commissions Inc. Uh, you know, the thing is that, you know, if you get the reminder and if you don't snooze it or move it to another callback day and that day goes by, you just lost that opportunity. And the next thing you know, like, oh man, I was supposed to call this, this guy here like, you know, three days ago or a week ago. And so with the paper, I never lose that because it's right on, it's only one pile that I have and that pile, you know, everybody knows that's my lead follow-up. So that's the, the, the pile that I work off every single day. My job is to go to that lead uh, pile every day and rotate, it rotates every day. So it's visual. Yeah, it's visual and it's there, right? And it's, uh, and you could write on it and you can make check marks on it and, and you can't delete it. Well, that's the thing, because I correct. think that's what happens is, uh, especially, and, and I don't mean to generalize, but I say especially with agents that, well, that are, are, are on teams, you know, they may get so backed up and frustrated and the pressure might be so on that they might lie about, well, they called and there was no answer or called and so, or they just delete it or check it or, or whatever. But when it's a piece of paper, I guess you could still write a fake note on it, but still, I think that it's, it's more in your face for sure. Well, yeah, exactly. And, and when it, when you, here's the thing, when you're doing lead follow-up, you know, something's going to come up. They're going to say something. You can't remember, you can't possibly remember everything on every lead unless you have something that you can write a quick note of what they spoke to you about in that moment. You know, hey, my mom just passed or, you know, I had a death in the family or whatever, something crazy. I, I had to get surgery next week or and then you can just re reference that back right away, you know. And when I had the uh, the techie stuff where, you know, it's going to remind me, you can't really do all that. I mean, I guess you could, but it just it, for me, it just didn't work out for me.
So, um, you know, it's interesting. Uh, tell me about the Dave Ramsey leads. And guys, if you don't know what this is, basically it's, uh, you know, he has a, a, a list of agents that he recommends that people go to his website, they talk to him, whatever. He advertises on his podcast. He advertises everywhere, basically on his blogs. You know, if you need an agent, go here. And I, I read a statistic recently that said of all the things that Dave Ramsey does, like all like his seminars, his courses, his video courses, his books, of all the books he's written, the thing that he makes the most money on is real estate agent referral fees. Can you believe that? I agree. I, I agree that. I agree, man. I, you know, because I just, closed, uh, I just closed three deals this year, and I saw the checks that we sent them. 30%. So how's that work? But at the same time, I'm not going to turn down that business because I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't pay for it. I mean, you know, it's, it just, you know, I, I signed up and, and I got approved and, uh, you know, they, they go based on your record. They based on your numbers. They, you got to be a believer as well, you know? And so, you know, when, when, once they approve you, then you're in. Uh, and so once uh, the, here's the way it works. If a lead signs up today, then three ELP agents will get that lead. And so all three of us are calling that same client and we're pretty much, you know, competing with the, within each other uh, to get the business. Uh, What's ELP stand for? Uh, endorsed local provider. Endorsed local provider. So then three endorsed local providers call and they're like, hey, I'm Ramon from Dave Ramsey program. I was the agent, one of three agents that, you're, that Ramsey recommends. Mm -hmm. uh, let's schedule time to meet. Is that pretty much what you do? That's pretty much it. That's right. That's correct. And then, and how, then we just, how often do two other people show up and you compete with them? It's always, I mean, it, the agents usually are on top of the green, their game. So, you know, everybody, I mean, you're competing uh, constantly. Uh, so you just got to be on your A game and when you show up, you just got to, you know, separate yourself or, you know, give the best presentation and, you know, it's a, it's a bonding thing. I mean, you got to be really good on your presentation when you meet with them. Yeah. You, so you how, did, how, did, how did you beat, how did you beat these other ones out and get those three commissions? Well, it, you know what it is, is one of my strengths is uh, lead follow-up. I'm very strong in my lead follow-up. So I'm very, very consistent because I already have a structured setup where I, every day I prospect and every day I do lead follow-up. So a lot of these agents drop the ball in the lead follow-up, but that's where I kind of kick in gear. And once I meet with them, it's kind of game over after that. So they may have filled out the form online, but they really weren't ready yet. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I'm talking about the agents, the, the agents, the other ELPs. Sometimes they don't follow up the way they're supposed to because, you know, we're all busy. So, you know, if we don't follow up with that client, then you have a missed opportunity. So you got to make sure that you're on top of them, calling them, following up until you get a hold of them and you meet with them. And then once you meet with them, you pretty much start building a relationship from there. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Okay. So the 28 years, long time, long time. How, what is the best lesson you've learned, Ramona, after 28 years in the business? You know, what's a good story of a lesson you've learned or, or a theme of lessons you've learned that, that we can learn from? You know, I, I, I think for me, uh, I realized that when my, when my production would go up and down, I really didn't like that feeling, the up and down and up and down. And, and so I kind of figured out that if I stayed consistent um, with my prospecting, 
I didn't have these ups and downs. I had more like a steady, steady growth, steady income, you know, month in and month out. I just didn't really feel comfortable with that. And I kind of figured that out that, you know, as long as I was prospecting, you know, three hours, two to three hours every day, even though days I didn't feel like doing it, I knew that next 90 days was going to be fine. And so I just kind of incorporated that. And I've always been, you know, in every company that I work for, I always ended up in the top three of the company. Um, because of that, just that single act of every day, prospect, every day, do a lead follow-up, no matter what. And then you don't have these ups and downs and ups and downs, you know. And so what time do you usually block out to, to do your lead follow-up? 8.30 to 12.30 is my normal normal routine. Again, I follow a lot of the Mike Ferry, uh, you know, uh, systems that he has, what he teaches. And just pro- prospect in the morning, and then you break for lunch. And then if you have no more appointments, get back on the phone and prospect or do some lead follow-up. So I keep, I keep I, you know, I think this is a very simple business. I think we complicate it. We get in the way and we just, you know, I, I always think like, look, man, a, a guy down the street working, there's nothing wrong working at McDonald's, but let's just say, cause I used to work at Jack in the Box. If he's getting paid eight hours just flipping burgers, which is what I used to do, how hard is it to, for us realtors, what we get paid to do really is to talk to people and to build, uh, you know, conversations and relationships with people. So I just make it, I, I make it look that simple. I make, I just realize this is my job. I just got to come in every day and, you know, prospect, talk to people and make, you know, lead generate and make appointments, make deals happen. And why do you think that, that most realtors struggle with that? I think it's mostly ego. <laughs> I think they're like, oh, I'm a realtor. So, you know, that's beneath me. I shouldn't be doing that. You know, that's, you know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have to be knock on doors or call people. You know, they're trying to find the easy shortcut way of, of making business, you know, and that's not the way it works. And so I think they just get in the way themselves and they're not humble. They're, they're hungry, but they're not humble enough sometimes. You know, I think that we got to humble ourselves and because it's not, you know, let's, let's face it. Making calls is not the easiest thing to do. That's probably the toughest. I think that's the toughest, uh, our toughest job. I think, you know, as, as realtors is getting on the phone and prospecting. That's that massive rejection. You know, that's what it is. We want it easy. Yeah. And so like when you're, when you're on the phone in the mornings, like how many calls do you think are follow up at this point and how many are brand new, you know, FISBOs expired circle prospecting? What percentage? Oh, right now I'm doing it. Yeah, right now. Well, right now, here's the other thing I discovered, you know, in my, all my years of doing this is that what I average, the number of contacts I invite and Mike Ferry has always taught this, uh, find out how many deals you want to do for the year and then do that many contacts every day for at least 220 days out of the year. If I looked at my numbers last year, like I said, I did 8,858 contacts. Well, if I divide that into 220 days, I average 40 contacts a day. Mm-hmm. I close 41 deals. So those numbers are perfect in alignment, exactly what Mike, the Mike Ferry system teaches. So right now I'm doing 75 contacts because I want to go with 75 deals this year. Minimum. Oh, so, so why did you decide... To step it up now after 28 years, right? I mean, why'd you decide, okay, now I'm going to step it up? I'm 48, man. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to start saving more money so you can bail, right? I need, to, I need to build, yeah, I need to get some more wealth, man. I want to, you know, I want to buy some more property. So that's exciting for me. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Look, in, in 2008, when the market crashed and we all felt it in the real estate industry, I think we felt, you know, I lost 10 properties. A lot, I ended up losing, I lost my house. I had to file bankruptcy. It was really, it was a very Really? Why? 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 Tell me about that. 
Dark Valley, man. Well, because I over leveraged myself, you know, and, and I was just buying so much. It, it, greed got in the way, to be honest, you know, and you, and this is how you learn, right? You learn the lessons of life. And I just, you know, over leveraged myself with everything. And then the next thing you know, the market crashed and I had 10 properties. I ended up having to sell all of them plus my house. And so I ended up pretty much raining, you know, and I was like, man, I'm not doing that again. You know, so now this next time around, it's like, hey, I'm going to do it the right way. You know, I got to make sure that the properties that I buy, they're cash flowing right off the gate. Uh, so that's what I, so that was a big, that was, I mean, I'm glad it happened. Otherwise, I wouldn't have not learned the lesson. So what, like, I'd love to talk <clears throat> to you about that. So what specifically are you doing differently, right? Because obviously we're, you know, a little late in the ball game. I don't know if we're in the fifth inning or the ninth inning. But what what are you doing differently that's going to keep that from happening again? Well, for one, like, like I said, this next time around, like the, the, the properties that I bought, the, uh, the, the duplex and the fourplex, these properties that I bought, um, they're already cash flowing. So what I'm doing different is that I'm not going to buy something unless when I make sure that when I close escrow, I'm already cash flowing. I'm following the advice of uh, one of my mentors. He owns a lot of real estate. And I sat down with him. We had lunch, and I said, "Hey, I'm, you know, I want to start buying real estate. Well, you know, what advice can you give me? I want to make sure I do it the right way this next time around." And he's like, "Well, you got to make sure that after all the expenses are paid, you're cash flowing two hundred and fifty, two hundred fifty dollars per door that you own." Okay, so let me let me slow this down. So for every door, whether it's a duplex, triplex, or just a single house. You mm -hmm. need to make after mortgage payment, after management fee, after expenses, everything. You need to make two hundred and fifty dollars a month or three thousand dollars a year. Positive cash flow. That's Positive correct. Cash. Or don't buy it. Or don't buy it. Right, and that's really hard to do because right now, if you buy something, you know you're breaking even. A lot of people are just breaking even. That's already bad right off the bat. Right, right off the bat, that yourself. would tell you don't buy it. Right. Right, it, that doesn't qualify. You know, that's I mean? so, what you did twelve years ago, and and that's what happened, right? Right, I was just buying everything and predicting that the market keeps going up, and now I'm gonna make it up, and with you know, with inflation, but that's not the way it worked. So I'm not doing that again. So uh, the properties that I'm making, I'm actually making more than two fifty, but you know, that was the kind of like the standard. You know, go below that. Yeah, you're buying for cash flow and not for appreciation. I mean, like that. You know, I talked to somebody this morning and they were like, um, you know, I bought 100 houses, but I'm 100% leveraged on them. Mm. And I, you know, and I thought to myself, eh, I don't know if it's the best time to be 100% leveraged on anything. You know what I mean? Uh, Ide ideally, your loan to value would be minimum, to, you know, 75% when you, when you start and 50% when, you know, within 10 years or so because of principal pay down, right? I mean, now's the time to be now's the time to have lower and lower loan to value right so so to answer the question you know i am getting older i'm 48 so you know i mean i got another i don't know 15 20 years but i'm not i don't want to take 15 20 years you know i want to hurry i want to hurry up and push the envelope and i think i surrounded myself with a pretty good team where uh you know i'm able to prospect more and stay more focused and you know be able to hit those contacts because you know to 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 do, to do a lot of prospecting you you got to make sure that you are you have a good team around you that's going to support you and help you and and take care of all the other you know logistics of the business and the the emails and all the stuff that we get bombarded with you know so uh, that's going to be important so otherwise I wouldn't be able to do it you know I wouldn't be able to hit those uh, those contacts I'm doing right now 
Yeah. So Ramon, there's a lot of people out there now that are building big teams and, and they're, you know, they're, they're adding 10 agents, 20 agents, 30 agents, and not really having very strict standards on, you know, prospecting and things like that. And here I could tell already that you have extremely high standards and good standards. Um, you had two agents come in. Uh, they both spun out after two deals each, right? And so mm-hmm. tell me about a little bit about your philosophy as to why it's better not to have any agents than have a bunch of agents that are only doing two to four deals a year. I mean, a lot of people listen to this being like, will be like, hey, you know, I would have just kept those agents because two, two deals is better than none. Well, I mean, again, you, it's got to be profitable. I think we're running a business, you know, and so we've got to make sure that we're, we set high standards if they want to succeed, if they want to come in and, and, and they, can, they can make a lot of money and they can grow a lot if they want to. They have that same opportunity. Uh, but, you know, just for me, it doesn't work out when, you know, they're not willing to learn how to generate and grow their business. Uh, it's better for me to teach them the right tools and the right way of doing it, the right mindset, the right habits, uh, you know, so that they can grow themselves and, and make it happen. Uh, because I, I do see people that have a lot of these huge teams, but then they're not making any money. So they can't, you know, I talked to three different uh, team owners that have big teams, and I asked them, how many, how many doors do you own? And they all told me the same thing, none, my house, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, well, that's not good, right? I mean, you know, because you're making all this money, but you're not, you haven't, you're not owning wealth. You're not buying anything. That's not good, you know? So I, I, me, I'm doing it the opposite. I'd rather have a smaller team, uh, but make uh, a bigger profit and then be able to put that money into real estate and buy, buy property. I mean, that's a great uh, a way to kind of be transparent, right? Like if, they, if you don't have a bunch of investments, you're not involved in investments, unless you're just putting a million dollars in a stock market, which is probably doubtful, you know, they're probably at the end of the day, they're, they're, they're not making a profit. I, I've had several very large teams on and I've I started talking investments and, and just like you and I are now. And their answer to some of my questions has been like, um, I am investing in my team. And I go, okay, well, what do you mean by that? They're like, we're taking all the profit from our team and we're investing in it this year to make more money next year. And, and that was a subtle way of them telling me that they don't have a profit, right? Because investing in your team is an expense. That That's correct. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. And I do see, I see that people say, Hey, you got to invest in uh I mean, Grant Cardone says it, right? You either invest in real estate or you invest in people, which are your business, right? Your, your business is your, you know, you've got a lot of people you're going to invest in it. But I mean, but he's doing, you know, he owns what, 5,000 doors or 5,000 units, yeah. right? So, and, and, so. and that's under the assumption, and, and he's not necessarily talking to real estate agents only. You, you know, when you're talking like, oh, you invest in people, that's almost like, if you have a company that's saleable, and I think a lot of agents are delusional on really what they can, what and if they can be able to sell a team in the future. You know, I, I mean, there's certainly been record of people doing it, but it is a lot harder than people anticipate. And I think there's a lot of agents out there that are like, yeah, someday I'll sell my team. Well, maybe <laughs> if you decide to do it at, at a peak market or whatever, but once this market starts getting slow, you know, people aren't going to be buying teams. Yeah, that's correct. You know, so, uh, that's a good point. So, I, like I said, I'd rather, I'd rather have a small team and, you know, keeping them the majority of the profit than to have the big team and just 
you know, making a small profit and then with no real estate, you know, so I have my goal set. I just want to buy some more doors. I want to own more doors. And I see what my friends around me, uh, the ones that are already, they're pretty much retired and they're in their fifties, forties and fifties and they're done. They're like, I don't have to go to work. You know, they're, they're taking two, three hour lunches because they don't have to clock in and, and cold call or do whatever. Cause they already own so many doors. They don't have to do any of that. Yeah, no, I love it. Well, this is great. I appreciate you being so candid and focused and, and with this. Now, was there any other questions or, or, or things you wanted to talk about today before we wrap this up, Ramon? No, I think that, you know, if, if you're a new agent out there, I think that you should probably, I started door knocking. So grab one lead source and get really good at that one lead source, you know, whether it's door knocking, whether it's cold calling, whether it's calling expires, whether it's FISBOS, just get one and get really you know, like what, what Tony Robbins talks about, immerse yourself, get so good at that one uh, before you try to add. I think people are trying to add so many things to their business. Uh, it's like chasing too many squirrels, you know what I'm saying? So I think you got to get really good at one first before you jump and add another one. Uh, you know, so whether it's on the phones or whether it's on the doors or whatever lead source it is, they just get really, really good at that one before you can start adding anything else. Yeah. And that kind of ties into the question we always ask, which is, you know, if you were on a game show and you were going against other agents, uh, how would you win? How would you sell more houses than them? And it seems like your answer to that would be, would you would just start door knocking and, and prospecting for listings for free, meaning without having to pay any money, right? That's correct. Well, yeah, that's correct. I mean, that's, you know, when I was a kid, I used to sell oranges from door to door. I used to sell oranges from door to door. You know what I'm saying? Thank God my dad had me doing that. Uh, <laughs> so when I, got, when I got in real estate and they told me I had to go sell houses door to door, I'm like, Shh, I'm used to it, man. Let's, let's, yeah. let's roll with this. <laughs> so, uh, why, why not? If I was selling oranges and, and uh, you know, watermelons door to door for a dollar, uh, I want to sell these uh, $500,000 houses from door to door. <laughs> That's that's crazy. So your dad just gave you a, a cart of oranges and watermelons that he, that he grew or something, and said, "Go go go, sell these." <laughs> Pretty much every summer. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's I wish I I wish more dads would do that to their kids every summer, right? Like mm-hmm. here's, here's a bunch of watermelons. Go sell them. That's great. What? Hey, right, Ramon. Well, let's let's talk about your free gift. Tell me about that. Oh, um, yeah, so the, uh, that's the analytical is basically all it is is just like the CTE we use at Keller Williams. All it is is I plug in my numbers. It's already got formulas in there. So as I plug in my numbers every month, it kind of gives you an average of what are your numbers look like. So, you know, I'm looking at mine for 2018. For right now, uh, you know, for what it was last year, every 197 contacts gave me a pending deal. So this is broken down by contacts, so how many contacts you're doing. So, you know, I know that every hour that I prospect last year was 990 bucks and 36 cents based on the income that I made for the year. Uh, so it kind of gives you a little motivation, a little encouragement because, you know, we can get discouraged. But if you punch in your numbers on, on, on a monthly basis, it's an Excel sheet. That's all it is. But if you punch in your numbers, every, you know, you, you track your numbers really good, then you'll, you'll get a total at the end of the year, the, at the end of the column. And then it gives you an average of where you're at. So this is very transparent of who you are and what are your numbers look like. At first, they might look really bad. Uh, but once you get that momentum going, your numbers, you, you look forward to you're looking at you're improving your numbers every month. Yeah, that's what, that, that's what that sheet is. Yeah, and everybody should be using this sheet, guys. So I'm going to put this on hybendigital.com backslash Ramon Sanchez. That's R-A-M-O-N-S-A-N. 
C-H-E-Z, just like it sounds, hybendigital.com backslash Ramon Sanchez. I'm also going to put it in the Agent Success Toolbox, which could be found on hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or texting the word toolbox to 444-999. I'm going to put all of Ramon's contact information. So if you guys have a referral you want to send him or uh, just want to chat with him and say thank you for uh, being so candid today, uh, I'll put that on there as well. Ramon, You've been a great guest. I appreciate uh, you taking time out of your busy day. And if I'm ever in Los Angeles, I will uh, look you up and uh, we can get together and break some bread. Amen to that. That's what I'm talking about. And if you know anybody out there that's looking to join a team that wants structure and they want some discipline and <laughs> and learn how to prospect on the phone, and uh, you know they're welcome to call me or send me a text. <laughs> there you go. Three times a charm, right? You get the third person in there and you're going to do it right and they're going to... You know, I, well, I, I'm I, sure I, a brand new agent, if they actually listened to what you say, would kill it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They actually did what you do. Yeah, it's funny because uh, real quick, I had I had two guys that just started with me two weeks ago. And uh, after the third day, one of the guys, he bounced. He's like, oh, no, he, he didn't even... He just sent me a text that night. I'm sorry, man. The t- this uh, th- this is too much for me. I can't handle this. I- I'm out. I'm you know I can't. I'm not returning on Monday. <laughs> and then the other guy, the other guy, uh, I, I when I saw him the next day, I said, "Hey, man, am I really am I really too hard? Am I, am I do I have too high of expectations?" And the guy's like, "No, dude, I love it." Because he was a part of another team and he just joined my team. And he's like, "No, I'm excited about this," you know. And so he's he had a different attitude than the other gentleman, you know. So the other guy's like, "Oh no, this is too hard." And he didn't even, I text him back and said, hey, can you at least tell me what happened? Well, you know, where do you feel that, you know, the pressure? He never responded. He just disappeared completely. That was weird. <laughs> softness, you know, softness, you know. I mean, they, you should know going in. Maybe that he never had any experience cold calling before. So he didn't know, you know, the rejection it entailed. But I think if you make it past the 60 days or so of cold calling, I mean, you're in like you're, you're good at that point, you know? Yeah. Time to build some wealth. That's right. That's right. All right, buddy. Well, great talking to you. Thanks so much for coming on. Hey, thank you. I appreciate that. It was an honor, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers. And I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.